0: Live from our super-secret studios above Jacques' Flower Shop, this is Gerard at Large. Yeah, baby! Good morning, Manchester. Live and local. News, sports, politics, traffic, and weather. Rich isn't afraid to tackle the tough questions. Who told you you can eat my cookies? talking to me yeah i hear you you had a question for me it's all here on the gerard at large radio program hello on 90.7 wlmw new hampshire family radio i'm sorry who'd you say you were i am your host rich gerard thanks for tuning in (laughs) That's that's right here's richard Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 1 of Toronto Large. I don't know why I'm fighting myself from saying Hour 2. What do I have coming up at Hour 2? i got to have something big coming up. Politically buzzed is on Hour 2 today. That's right. Politically buzzed is in Hour 2 today. And uh, we had expected to hear from Tom Svoliantopoulos in Hour 3. He's a candidate for... Alderman in Manchester Ward 2, but he has a scheduling conflict now and he will be unable to be here. He sent me that text late last night. I sent him a couple of alternative times if it would help, but uh, alas, they did not. He didn't respond. So, <laughs> uh, what, 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 what can you do? <laughs> Oh, but uh, yes, so tomorrow is election day or primary day anyway in the Queen City. And uh, we will be uh, going over the races this morning. Looks like we'll have some additional time in the eight o'clock hour to do that. (laughs) But uh, we'll be going over that this morning. Uh, It's interesting because the uh, final sets of questions have been or answers to questions have been published, and, uh, and and we'll be going over those as voters in the polls in several wards now are going to have um, very very <coughs> clear choices between candidates. And I, I I will say this I I'm going to I'm going to have some fun calling BS, <laughs> singing Barbara Streisand BS. See. So we can't say BS over the radio, so we have to have an acronym for it. So rather than calling it BS, we're gonna we're gonna sing Barbara Streisand. Get any Barbara Streisand? Hmm. No, we need. What? Wow. Josh is looking. He's like, who? Barbara? Who? <laughs> Babs. Oh my God! You gotta put people back to sleep. Some easy listening this Monday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! We can't have this. We gotta put someone back to sleep. All of a sudden now, I what do I have? Like Celine Dion. You gotta put "I'm Alive" or something now to wake people back up. It's our job in the morning to wake them up. Every now and then, we do like to kind of coax people out of bed. We don't want them. You know, we don't want them jumping off their pillows. But uh, (laughs) speaking of which, Jewel Music Venue in Manchester presents Tusk, the ultimate Fleetwood Mac tribute band, on their new stage on Friday, September 22nd for a night of music you won't forget. Authentic sounding and always respectful, Tusk leaves no stone unturned. in replicating the sounds of one of the world's best-loved, top-selling bands, for ticket info visit jewel oh ticket and venue info there we go visit jewelnh.com that's jewelnh.com seating is limited yes it is you know i got to tell you if i were a woman i'm not sure that trying to emulate the voice of stevie nicks would be i don't th- i don't know that i'd have the guts to do that what do you think? I think about this a lot, Rich. <laughs> Our good friend DJ Dave, who's, uh, you know, who's, uh, you know, engineered a karaoke uh, show or two, uh, used to tell me, he said, I don't know, he said, the ladies just love Stevie Nicks. They request her songs all the time. So apparently Stevie Nicks, big fan, big hit with the ladies. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place this morning trying to figure out what I'm doing here. So uh, it was an eventful weekend. I have to tell you, I'm somewhat surprised at the reaction that I got on social media after having posted that I was uh, at the New Hampshire Police, State Police Standards and Training Facility to take the Manchester Police exam. We'll be we talking about that. Jim Gedet is all excited to talk about this tomorrow. And I, I have to tell you, my large and loyal listening audience, that we are going to be joined tomorrow by our good friend, Dr. Jeffrey Zarnick. Uh, you know why? And I don't know exactly when Jeff is going to show up. But uh, I was scratching my head saying, who can I get to come in? Because a lot of the people I would normally get to come in, I know, are tied up with election stuff tomorrow in Manchester. So it popped into my head. Dr. Jeff, he's a retired cop. You know why I have to leave the show a little early tomorrow? Because as luck would have it, I passed the written test. We're going to talk about that in an educate you know, from what it means from an educational point of view today. I was, um, well, I passed the physical part of it. And by the way, I could have passed even if they uh, I had to do the, the numbers of people who were 20 years younger than I was. My thanks to Mike Bistany. <coughs> Although I almost didn't make the running part of it. You know, I kind of miscounted in the middle. I had to do 17 and a quarter laps around a track to get the mile and a half in. And I, I somewhere in the middle when I was feeling really good, my son, who's a cross-country runner, you know, I, I told him I get to that point. He said, oh, yeah, that's when you got to hammer down and go. I said, yeah, you know what? I kind of pulled back because I uh, I didn't want to run out of gas at the end because for all the work I do with my cardiovascular work, running and stuff like that, that's not in it. Well, that turned out to be a mistake. So all of a sudden, I uh, you know, it dawned on me as they were counting out the numbers, like, oh, crap, I've only got, uh, I forget, it was like two minutes to do the next three laps. Oh, <laughs> So I had to do I had to do 17 and a quarter laps in 13, uh, 14 minutes 7 seconds. I did it in 1348. So that was the only thing that was close and if I had uh, if I had not held myself back, I probably would have saved myself another minute and a half or 2 minutes. But anyway, um but now because I passed all that stuff, I get to go and uh, do the oral boards. And of course, it's one of those things they tell you when you have to show up. So guess when I have to show up? I'm guessing sometimes before the end of tomorrow's show well, or at 9 o'clock. If I could bilocate, I could be there right at 9 o'clock, but I have to be there right at 9 o'clock. So the, 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 the response to this on social media has been absolutely befuddling to me. <laughs> oh, yes, I missed candidate karaoke. Yeah, there was a big candidate karaoke event uh, operated by or uh, organized by Ed Sapienza, a candidate for alderman in Ward 8. You know why I miss candidate karaoke? Because after I did the police exam, I uh, went to my mother's house and I had to help her with some things, not the least of which was mowing her lawn. She's got a whole lot more lawn than I do. Then I went back to my house and I mowed that lawn. And I did some other things around the house, and uh, frankly, by the time everything that I did that day was said and done, I was, I was, I was done. Stick a fork in me. I didn't even remember candidate karaoke. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, so the oral boards. Now uh, people are uh, are kind of. Uh, well, let me put it this way. I I just put up a couple pictures literally on Facebook on the Dread Large page. And the kind of traffic I got on that page on those posts is the kind of traffic that I get on uh, posts for our newsreads and things like that after I've shared it to 20 or 25 different sites. I didn't share this once. (laughs) I just put it up and it got a life of its own. So there are a lot of you out there who think I'm uh, on my way to being a police officer. Which I will tell you, I'm not ruling out. But remember, the reason why I am doing this is because it was uh, desired among some in the police department that um, I go through the process so I have an understanding of what it takes at least to get your foot in the door to be a police officer. And that came after a rather um, uh, animated discussion that I had with uh, Chief Willard on the air here which I'm sure Josh will find and link to uh, over extra detail. And, and I get that it kind of grinds these guys gears that I am a critic of extra detail and how it's handled. I, I get that. I do. It's a wonderful little perk. My concern is that they not abuse the perk because I've seen the public snap that it happened back in the nineties and back in the nineties, what ended up happening was into their contract were negotiated limits and a hierarchy was established about, uh, you know, areas that must have extra details for legitimate public safety reasons. And then yeah, don't even bother to go there. I'm sorry. You don't need to guard the hole at the dead end of a street or on a cul-de-sac or whatever the case may be. So and I think it's fair to the people who pay the bill. It's their utility bill. It's the bill for their seat. It's the, you know, Will likes to say that I'm only mad at it because I had to pay or would have had to pay if I had done it a certain way, an extra 500 bucks to have a police detail on my street. Oh, Nick, you know better. (laughs) But, you know, the idea that taxpayers don't pay dot, 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 so it's okay is not okay because consumers pay. Consumers pay. You know, some guy who's got to be act- out there actively managing traffic is one thing. Somebody who can sit there and send text messages the whole time because there's nothing to do is another. Maybe that had to be the standard. Could they? Would they have time to send text messages? You know, and I do. I look for inconsistencies like, well, gee, if the city's doing the job, you don't require a, a police detail. But if a private contractor is doing the job, you do. Well, is it safety or not? So anyway, that's a long that's a long way of saying that's why, that's how I got to take the police exam in the first place. Uh, so will I become a police officer? Who knows? <laughs> Stranger things have happened, right? We'll see how I do on my oral boards this morning. Chris, you're probably all listening this morning to see what I'm going to have to say about the test and other things, which because our good friend Ava Castillo is uh, coming in, a soon-to-be former Manchester Police Commissioner who does our immigration segment. I'll take the time to chat about what I learned in the test because, to be perfectly honest with you, what I uh, what I learned through the police test caused me, as a school board member, to even be more concerned about what we're teaching kids and how we're teaching them. And we'll get to that Next. This is Gerard at Large.